You're listening to What the Dev, the weekly podcast of SD Times. And now, here's Jacob Lukowitz, online and social media editor at SD Times. In today's podcast episode, we'll be covering passwordless and usernameless authentication that can increase security by reducing the risks of phishing and all forms of username and password theft to provide for a more frictionless authentication experience. With me today, I have Ben Goodman, a CISSP and SVP at ForgeRock. Welcome to the show, Ben, and thanks for coming on. Thank you so much for having me. To start off, do you find that the shift to a lot of remote work really exacerbated security problems when it comes to authentication? You know, I, I think yes. I, I know that I think generally speaking, we haven't necessarily seen the effects yet um, because, you know, sometimes the security issues are kind of a, a lagging indicator of, of the real problems. You know, as users have moved from being in what was effectively a trusted network on trusted devices to more and more moving to untrusted networks and potentially untrusted devices, it's created a whole bunch of extra hurdles for users to have to jump through. And, and some of that is, you know, additional authentications, whether it be you know, authentications to VPNs and authentications to terminal or virtual terminal servers or virtual desktops, um, you know, users that may be accessing systems they never had to access before because of the new remote, remote nature. And so we've just seen such a massive change in the way people are working that, you know, there's a tremendous amount of knockdown effects. And, and uh, you know, authentication is one of the things that's always affected by, by stuff like that. What are you finding are the main issues that result in employees being you know, attacked because of their passwords? And can you tell me about recent scenarios in which this occurred? So the biggest problem is, is that most users have over 140 passwords that they're managing across their personal and work lives. And, you know, when users have to go and create passwords, there's no way they're going to remember, you know, 140 plus um, passwords that are unique. And so what they do is they tend to reutilize passwords or they tend to make passwords incredibly uh, guessable or they tend to write them down. And all three of those things are obviously huge security risks. Um, in the case of password reuse, which is probably the most common sin here, um, you know, what happens is your password only becomes as strong as the weakest link. And so if you've used that password for you know, social media, and then also used it for your bank and also used it for your enterprise system. If any one of those things is compromised, it potentially puts all the other systems with that password um, at risk as well, because in password replay attacks and things like that, they'll, they'll leverage those, those, uh, those passwords. And so it's, um, you know, the password is, as a channel is, is just a super ripe, it's, you know, super ripe for attack. And that's why we see that the vast majority of, of hacks and attacks, you know, come in some way through the username and password channel. Is having something like a password manager enough for employees to overcome vulnerabilities? And how's going usernameless and passwordless different? Yeah, so password managers are, you know, a great bridge or, or band-aid technology when it comes to addressing password issues. It's really, you know, a consumer generally speaking, a consumer tool, you know, so in a situation where you can't go username and passless, you know, to have something like a password manager that can, 
you know, automatically generate a, a, a complex password and make sure that it's different on uh, in every site and potentially even rotate the password, uh, you know, while giving the user a, a really great experience is a great tool to kind of, you know, you know, kind of spackle over the hole, if you will. Um, but it doesn't inherently doesn't fix the problem, right? You still have a password that can be hackable. Um, you also have the issue that, you know, it's not, you know, typically an enterprise class service. So when it comes to, you know, how do you, how do you manage it? How do you make sure they're deployed properly? How do you set policy? All those types of things, you know, don't necessarily work in the enterprise. And so, you know, the ideal solution is to get to a truly um, passwordless and ideally even username and passwordless experience, which, you know, provides the joint capability of offering a really great user experience while also dramatically increasing security. Can you tell me a bit about ForgeRock and what makes its autonomous identity platform unique? Yeah, so, uh, you know, ForgeRock, we're, uh, you know, 10-year-old late-stage startup, and we've, we, we have a, a really full-featured identity and access management platform. And so the platform is kind of interesting, and it's almost unusual in that it goes ver- both deep and wide. You know, it has very deep levels of functionality, and it has it across a wide set of, uh, of requirements. And so whether it's um, authentication or authorization, you know, user provisioning or identity storage, API security or access governance, you know, we really do have the full gamut of capabilities. And, and like I said, our, our generally speaking, our, our gamut of capabilities um, is, is not, um, you know, is not skin, is not, uh, you know, uh, thin. It's, it's, very, it's very deep and, and capable of doing, you know, fitting a lot of use cases. We also kind of, one of the things mm-hmm. that we've done, which I think is, is really hard, is sometimes when you have a really comprehensive solution, it tends to get really heavy and hard to deploy. In our case, you know, we've done a lot right. of work to make our, our products simple and easy to consume. And so that's why we think we fit a lot of um, identity problems. So going back to passwordless authentication, is this a relatively new technology, and how did it come about? Yeah, it's a great question. So... You know, I think people have talked about wanting to get rid of passwords for quite a long time, but the technology to support it either wasn't available or wasn't palatable or or a combination of different things. And so, you know, first and foremost, if I'm going to remove passwords, what am I going to replace it with? And for a long time, there wasn't a great answer because you didn't have ubiquity when it came to biometric sensors. You didn't have ubiquity when it came to using things like smart cards or or um, hardware-based authentication, there just wasn't a great thing to replace it with. Well, now what you have is you have ubiquity in smartphones. And so people have um, powerful sensor-laden devices that sit in their pocket, most of which have a biometric sensor in them. And so that's opened up a ton of options when it comes to moving to a, a passwordless world. The other thing that happened was, you know, even when, you know, biometrics first existed, you know, a lot of people pushed back against it. They thought they had concerns about the privacy um, aspects of it. They had concerns about the security aspects of it. But what the smartphone manufacturers have really done over the last decade or so is almost desensitize people to those issues. And, you know, people now authenticate to their, to their phones, you know, in a biometric manner dozens of times a day, and they don't think twice about it. And so, 
that has made people very comfortable with using, you know, passwordless concepts when it comes to authentication. So, you know, getting those sensors available, getting people comfortable was a big step towards passwordless. The other thing that we required was some type of, of standardization as to how we do it, right? Because we can't have every app and every website, you know, doing passwordless differently, which wouldn't work. And so we have um, a great standard, which is starting to get, um, you know, really good uh, adoption, which is the WebAuthn standard. And, uh, and that's enabling now kind of a standardized way of doing passwordless as well. So when you combine standard with the um, prevalence of passwordless um, alternatives in, in biometrics and devices, um, and you know, this, this, the, the acceptance of using those technologies, we kind of have a perfect storm of an opportunity now to really remove passwords. I would, I would say the final thing is just, you know, how do we embrace legacy systems? And that's why having a platform like Fordrock is important because we have a variety of different tools for integration into legacy systems that allow you to effectively passwordless enable them as well because you can't leave any application behind. In what time frame would you say this would become more of a common form of authentication? You know, I, I, I see it accelerating really rapidly. Um, I don't know that you know, I could put a, um, you know, uh, a, a date on which uh, I expect mm-hmm. passwords to expire completely. But I think what we'll see, you know, over the next year, you know, the next 12 months is really, you know, greater and greater prevalence. And I, and I just base that on the amount of requests and inquiries that we get from our customer base. Um, you know, customers asking to move to passwordless, asking how they move to passwordless, um, and so, you know, just based on the, the kind of groundswell of interest I see from our customers and prospects, um, I think what will happen is, you know, the, some of the passwordless, passwordless experiences will start rolling out more and more. Users will become more and more comfortable with it, and eventually they'll demand it. And that will drive, um, you know, drive more and more systems to become passwordless. And, and, and like I said, it really is a rare win-win in IT security where you actually provide the end user with a better experience while simultaneously giving them a more secure level of access. Great. Looks like we covered a lot of ground today. Is there anything else that you feel is important to add that I haven't asked about? You know, the one thing I'll talk about really quick is, you know, we had, we had talked a lot about passwordless. There's also this concept of usernameless, which is emerging as well, which is basically, once again, leveraging that WebAuthn standard I talked about to effectively... Um, store a key on a device that represents, you know, the username as well. And, and this allows you to really have a, a smooth experience in, in authenticating, kind of allows you to almost enroll your device, um, you know, that, that will allow you this, um, you know, it's almost like one click, like that you get on Amazon, but for logging in. Um, and, uh, and it's pretty, I think it's a pretty exciting um, capability that's now starting to come, come to market. Um, and so, you know, I, I, my big thing that I would say to, to your listeners is, you know, that now's the time to start looking at these things. You know, we don't have to kind of curse at the sun anymore about passwords and about the security risk mm-hmm. they bring and the poor experience they bring. Like we can actually put in place solutions today. You know, it's not some futuristic concept that we can remove passwords the user journey. And, uh, and, and there's, there's really no reason to start looking at that. Okay, looks like that's all we have time for today. Thank you, Ben, for coming on the show, and it was nice speaking to you. Awesome. Thank you so much. My pleasure.
And a big thanks to all the listeners of this week's show. Be sure to check out all of our episodes on your favorite podcast listening platform. Till next time, this has been What the Dev. What the Dev.